Okay. Hey guys, Summer here. I have a real quick announcement for you before we get on with the show. A lot of you have been asking and super interested for a while in doing a Sheologians book club. So I decided that while Joy is on her cute little maternity leave, having her cute little baby that she kind of halfway named after me, that we would do a book club together. Um, so if you, here's, here's the thing that you're not allowed to be mad about. The only way I can do this well and do it for you guys so that we have a close knit community where I can actually see you and respond to you and people who aren't involved don't get to stick their nose in our business is if we do this through Patreon. So I'm not trying to make money off of you. However, I do need a way to run the book club. So if you go to patreon.com slash sheologians for five bucks a month, you can be a part of the book club. I know some of you are going to be bummed by this, but the great news is if you don't like the book club, you can just unsign up. However, here's my plan. Uh, once or twice a week, I'm going to do a live video where you guys can hang out with me. We're going to talk about what we're reading. Um, you guys can talk to each other about what we're reading, and we're going to have a lot of interaction there. Uh, we're going to go through a book a month for starting at the beginning of September. So September, October, November, we are going to be reading together, me and you, you and me. I don't know how the rest of the song goes. Anyway, so if you're interested in the book club, that's where we're going to be. Go ahead and sign up, head over there, find out what we're reading, and I'll see you there. On with the show. Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. <laughs> pounds. No. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in purity culture. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it. I had to like run straight into it. It's like It was like platform nine and three quarters. Like I just had to run yeah, head first. You have to like into it. Your attitude while doing it is a part of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't falter. I got through it. There's two hers, purity and culture. You're right. So I just really hit all of the... I mean, when it comes to, like, totally recreating <laughs> language... I nailed it. Who even knows how Thank many you. are in there. Thank you. Anyway, hi. My name is Summer Yeager. <laughs> Summer Yeager. Yep. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy Hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's another one. Enjoy. I had a thought today. Okay. My thought was that peanut butter is super lazy. And the reason that I thought this. Okay. Is that if you just take a bunch of peanuts and then you chew them, <laughs> it tastes like peanut butter. <laughs> like it just tastes exactly like peanut butter. <laughs> if you just. Except for like the consistency is not right. No, if you chew it long enough. (laughs) I was eating, I was driving this morning and I was eating peanuts. You guys have been tricked by the peanut butter industry. Your mouth could have been doing the work all along. And I was like, this is just peanut butter. You've been paying like idiots for the processing of peanuts. You could have done it yourself was my thought. 
Like it's seriously. Well, except for then, how do you make like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You just put peanuts on it, <laughs> and then you just chew it for an extra long time. I just, I haven't. I meant what happened. What what had happened was. <laughs> That's how all great statements begin. <laughs> what had happened was. <laughs> I read an article about how great cashews are for you. Like oh, really um, good for you. And I was like, I forgot how much I love cashews. And now I know all these great things about cashews. I'm going to eat some cashews. I wasn't paying attention. I bought a bag of peanuts instead. Oh. <laughs> so I'm on my drive this morning and I was like, let me eat some cashews. And I just reached over and all of a sudden peanut butter in my mouth. <laughs> That's what it tasted like. <laughs> and I was like, all this time. Peanut butter really just, like, peanuts just taste like peanut butter. Also, I don't have any cashews, and I'm kind of bummed about it. I'll I really enjoy cashews time. as well. Have you ever seen, like, the actual cashew fruit? That Like, how they grow? Did you say cashew fruit? Yeah. They, like, grow it's off a... the bottom of a thing. What? Yeah. No, I didn't know about that, and uh-huh. I haven't seen that. Yeah, everybody look it up. Okay. Um, what this do is I what look it looks up? like. Cashew fruit? Here, I pulled it up for you. What? It's colorful. And then the cashew like grows on the butt of it. Oh, what do you do with the rest of it? That whole thing has I don't to know, grow for that's one why, cashew? Yeah, that's why, a lot, that's why it's more expensive because the processing is a lot It looks like different. a red bell pepper. Also, some people say there's a lot of, I forget all the stuff, but some people say they're actually really not that good for you. Oh, well, they didn't read this article. <laughs> well, and... Um, Why wouldn't they be good for you? It's a fruit, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I do think a lot of... it's. Cons- I think it, it falls into the classification of tree nut, too, which okay. means I think some a lot of people are allergic to it. Right. But there's something about it, like... I don't know. Ask Matthew. Okay, yeah. I'll ask Matthew. He's probably screaming the answer into right. the <laughs> he cannot handle universe right now. All the things I'm saying right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, you guys do you welcome. just not like peanut butter? I like peanut butter. That's another thing. Matthew loves peanut butter too, so oh. he's gonna have a lot of problems with what problems. we just talked about. Well, basically, just tell him to chew on some peanuts, and it's like eating a spoonful of peanut butter. I feel fine about peanut butter. It's not like my favorite thing. I like the. I like the version of just eating peanuts better. <laughs> okay. I def I like peanut butter. Peanuts are probably not one of my most favorite. They're not my favorite. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. And I was really disappointed when I thought I was going to be eating a bunch of cashews. Yeah, that would also be dis- that Which would be disappointing. I just have like different weird feelings about now that you made me look at it. Oh yeah, it, it opens up a whole new world. You're telling me it's not good for me, and that article was clearly There's lying. something. I mean, I really didn't give you any details about that, so well, hopefully, you but don't. now it's in my head. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google this. Well, you... you know, I mean, looking up pretty much anything on the internet, you're basically just gonna find some sort of spectrum of why it's okay, all the way to why it's the worst thing you could ever do. I know. In your life. Well, I but just... that's just how it is. Oh, they're not as healthy as the raw cashews. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hi. <laughs> I'll read about this at some other time. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a cashew episode. Um, wait a minute. What? Wait. Did you remember it? Did you remember your thing? No. Oh. But cashews has the word she in it. Yes, it does. <laughs> we thought we were out of them, but I'm pretty but sure not. we never put the she in cashew. No, no, I'm going to do that next week. 
all of you forget that we said this. Yeah, it doesn't so it's count. Brand new information. Because summer, I said it, and summer didn't. Right, say it. so it's not even real. Right. The only one I ever said that counted was mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's right. That counted. That's <laughs> But you're right. I I am joy. I don't even remember how you started that statement, but I'm here with my beautiful co-host <laughs> Summer. And um, I said today I had a thought. <laughs> oh yeah. And today I had a thought that was just how slightly the world would change or I don't know maybe you think it would change it more mm. that if so you know how the you go someplace and they're like everybody give a round of applause to so and so or like clap your hands for this yeah so what if clap your hands instead of meant like instead of meaning like take your two hands and like Put them clap together. them together yeah what if it meant like like reaching over to the person next to you <laughs> and like grabbing their wrists and clapping their hands together. Like just how slightly that would change the world. Um, I think that a lot less people would go places where this right. happened. But if it was normal. Oh, well. See, you also have to consider that in this scenario. Yeah. That was normal. Um, There would have to be like sort of a weird like caste system uh, a social of clappers you, and yeah. like clap like people who do the clapping and yeah. people who whose hands are used to clap because you can't right. if everyone just reached over their neighbor then everyone's <laughs> right. hands would be just reaching over their neighbor it would clearly be a sign of the patriarchy if it did exist right the oppressed well which group is oppressed the ones who are having their hands forcibly okay. yeah clapped although maybe not maybe that's a sign of honor Right, because so if you're the one the that actually gets to do the have to clap the hands for the men, because to show them we just wrote our own version of Handmaid's Tale. I mean, it's done. That's all it took. All the effort that it our took. Hulu ep- show will be coming out <laughs> sometime soon. <laughs> um, okay, so really briefly before we get into the topic, we had someone uh, ask if we would ever do an episode on head coverings. And that was when I realized that maybe when I posted that episode, I didn't tag it right because they said they searched the website. We briefly addressed our view on head coverings. Oh my goodness. Well over a year ago now. I don't even remember. I'm actually, I don't even. (laughs) (laughs) If we're being honest. I'm actually going to have to. Like if you had been like. Look this up now. Joy, someone wanted (laughs) to know about our thoughts on head coverings. I would have been like, oh, oh, we've never covered that. Did we not do this? It's possible we Wait, did. No. I would say your memory is better than mine at this we, point. We did. It was like a Q&A. I think it was a mailbag episode, which we did once. And I think, anyway, we talked. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we did it April 8th of 2017. So, wait. Maybe that was a different one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Look at Look up mailbag. Because I know we answered a question. We talked about it then. Yes. No. <laughs> okay. We talk, I don't know. I'll find it for you. That's the lesson. Um, so anyway, again, this person helped me discover that if it's one of, in one of our older episodes, it might be harder to search for. But we did talk about head coverings a little bit. And as Joy just demonstrated for you guys, I don't remember. We don't remember exactly what we said. Um, except I'm willing to bet what we said was if you do it or if you don't do it, 
you should know why. <laughs> I can bet that we minimally said that. Yeah. Um, because I don't think it's something that we, it doesn't seem like, it seems like a topic that we would intentionally uh-huh. not really want to get into that much. Right. Yeah. Cause that's just how, and it's not because we're, if we're obviously not afraid of backlash of any kind, um, <laughs> Nope. Even though that's not what we're attempting to get at, <laughs> yeah. somehow we managed we to find that. We survive it. Um, but yeah, there's just some stuff that uh, we don't. It wouldn't be an really, episode. Yeah, we don't really want to like equip or encourage anybody on. Like, we just think it should. You should know why you're doing it. Right. Like, or there's just some things doing- where it's like I don't. I don't ever want to be like the determining factor. In whether or not you had cover right. like that I don't think that's our place what and we probably said is neither of us do right but right but there it is I don't know if you're looking for more I don't <laughs> I don't have any don't have it. <laughs> anyway I just wanted to answer that um we have talked about it it is going to be in one of our older episodes I'm betting in a mailbag episode from 2017 and if you guys want us to do another mailbag episode let me know although I think um, we're going to have some Q&As coming up on Patreon, most likely. I'll tell you more about that at another time. Oh, yeah. Not right now. If you want to call and leave a voicemail, our voicemail number is 470-465-0475. If you want to partner with us on Patreon, which we totally need you to do because we are 100% listener funded, then you can go to patreon.com slash And for six bucks a month, you can get early release episodes and some Patreon-only content. And this fall, we are going to have a lot more Patreon-only content. So sign up. Yeah. Um, what else do I need to tell you guys? I don't know. Um, I do a lot. I I talk a lot on Twitter. So if you miss me during the week, you can probably catch me over there on Twitter. Mm -hmm. My Twitter handle is summer rights minus the first E joy is not on Twitter, but you should follow her anyway, because when she decides to get on Twitter, it's really funny. Like she just, it's very occasional. Just, just do that. Like, I think of weird, funny stuff all the time, but, and then every once in a while, I think of something weird and funny, and then I'm like, okay, I think enough people would laugh at that that I'll. I wish you were on Twitter more, except I just know that none of it is your business. Um, I know it's hard. It's hard it's for hard me. It's hard for you. I know. So, to an extent, I don't even totally understand it. You don't understand Twitter? Like, I get. It just seems like such a jumble. It is. Like all the replies and stuff are actually separate tweets. Like there's no like. I can show you all that. There's like comments and then there's a difference between. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense to me. Okay. I'm, but, um, I need to do that. I really need to go get my Yerba. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what's happening right now. Um, yeah. So I don't think I have any other housekeeping things. Um, so. Today, we are going to talk about a bunch of different things having to do with the human body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's a hard topic to introduce because it's a a little bit nebulous, a little bit not. Well, because there's just certain aspects of it that we are not willing to cover. Right. Right. But there are certain aspects of it that we cover basically all All the the time time on this show. Right. So I'm not even sure what I'm going to title this up. Ep- like when it's time for me to like title this episode and like work with Nikki to make an image and all that stuff. I don't even know what I'm going to title it. I was going to wait until we're done because 
I'm not exact. I mean, I know what's in my notes. <laughs> I don't know what's in your notes. Yeah. But um, I think a good place to start would be um, with me getting my earbud. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's going to get her yerba. It's that time of day. We've been recording slash catching up and and prepping for the show. And Summer usually comes, she usually walks in the door with an armful of yerbas <laughs> and drinks them over time. Yeah. She's got one. Okay. Mint. I got my yerba. Yeah, I um, I didn't think I would like mint, but I actually really like. I really enjoy mint teas. This is. Have you had the mint yerba? It's really good. Anyway, there's a gas station because y'all know I really care about my gas stations and yeah, the kinds of gas stations I go to. I know all of the gas stations on my route, mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a gas station about an hour and seventeen minutes from here <laughs> that um, you can get yerbas two for three dollars. So like, wow. I will specifically wait for that gas station that's get a great two, deal not just for a gas station but in for general. anywhere i know two for three and they do it for me i'm not even kidding when they first got the earbuds and i started going in there the lady was like oh these are new like do you like them and i was like i told her i was like listen i specifically stop here because you guys carry these now and because you offer two for three and she goes well we'll keep carrying it then that was like a year ago. Oh, awesome. And they have not stopped their two for three deal since then. And when I first talked to her about it, they weren't even sure if they were going to keep it in stock because they had never like stocked it yeah. before. So anyway, I make sure. I'm sure in the middle of nowhere, certain. Mm -hmm. It's like, do people really drink this? But yes, right. people do. Well, I do. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll probably buy a two for three on my way home tomorrow just so I can have some at home. Right. Just because that's a deal. Right. So anyway. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I like how we still haven't introduced the topic yet. <laughs> we are leaving them hanging. Well, I just cracked my yearbook open. I know this one. Okay. Here's the deal. Don't. Yeah. Just don't run. Don't <laughs> misinterpret what we're saying. The, the, we only attempt to cover this topic in the most appropriate way possible, which right. means some of you based off of your mm -hmm. questions and emails may be let down, but there's just, mm -hmm. We just will only approach this in an appropriate way. Well, and what I'm finding interesting, the longer we do this and the more comfortable we get doing this, mm -hmm. and then the more diverse of a audience we get, yeah. um, what I'm finding interesting is the kinds of like topic requests that we get. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I like topic requests. I think that they're helpful. They yeah. let me kind of know like what you guys are thinking about what you're wondering about what you want to like hear about um but a lot of times people will ask for topics and it just really kind of sheds light on I think what you and I think about what we're doing because there's some topics where it's just like no I would we would never like I would yeah. never do an episode it's on not, that and, and that's not job. to say it's not important but you're right like it's not something you and I would say is our job right um we try not to be like a systematic theology podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I want you guys to get your theology from scripture and the church and from like your being in your local body. And there's nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with reading theology or listening to theological podcasts. We would absolutely say we're a theological podcast, but that's just not our focus. Like our focus is on Christian 
living and mm -hmm. Christian culture and how to take the theology that you hopefully are getting fed through your daily reading of the scripture and you're going to church and you're being in relationship with people in the church and then you're taking that theology and how do you put feet on it? How do you look around the culture? How do you live your life daily? How do you deal with the big things that are on your plate? We, I really don't ever want to create an episode that anybody can just like pass out as a way to like, you know, knock someone on the head. Like we or, try to stay away from the bigger like discernment issues, but right. not really because, you know, there are times where we decided like we decided it was worthwhile to do an episode on the if gathering because enough people yeah, had asked about it. It happens. Yeah. It just seemed like something that was important enough to say, you know, here's why we can't support this. Here's what's going on. Here's what we think you should know. Like every now and then there are those issues that I think are big enough for that. But for the most part, like we just want to talk about life and <laughs> what it is well, to be a woman and how do you deal with these things. And it's really meant the show's meant really to be an encouragement. It's not meant to, it has never, it, and it never could. It could never replace regular counsel or accountability mm. or anything like that. So mm. there are certain topics that yeah. in order to be, you can be encouraged about, yeah. but in order to really kill sin, mm -hmm. you're going to need to be geographically close to mm. someone right. who can counsel you and minister to you and keep you right. accountable if necessary. Right. Um, today <laughs> we're talking about, we will we'll kind of let it develop into a thing. We're just having a conversation yeah. about purity culture, uh, sexual ethics. Yeah, I guess mm -hmm. what we the part that we're talking saying we won't be covering would be me the mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, there will be no tips. Mm -hmm. um, there will be no. Uh, this is how you stop this sexual sin. Right. Um, yeah. Because this episode will, it will never work. Yeah. In place of counsel and accountability. Mm -hmm. It just won't, but it right. is meant to be encouraging. And so we hope that you're encouraged yeah. by what we have to say and that it helps yeah. you think about how, um, Christians should view this issue and yeah. how the world would view it. And mm -hmm. of course, uh, they don't, right. Ma they can't, uh, mm -hmm intertwine right right so when we think about there's all kinds of issues especially within um the the i mean just when we talk about abortion um which is something i mean joy is wearing her end abortion shirt right now mm -hmm. obviously she does a lot of work with end abortion now um when we think about the issue of abortion when we think about feminism when we think about purity culture within the church all of these issues center around an issue that if you get this issue wrong, you're going to get all of these other issues wrong. And I would say the foundational issue that has to be understood whenever we're talking about anything that has to do with some kind of sexual degradation. So um, I would say abortion is a form of sexual degra degradation. Uh, feminism is a form of sexual degradation. And I guess there are some things within purity culture that were also a form of sexual <laughs> degradation. Um, is the very bottom of that is a wrong view of us as creatures and of God as creator. So if you get this wrong... If you, if you miss this, then you're going to get these other things wrong. 
And the reason I say that is that you have to understand that um, we are creatures. We have a creator who designed us with a purpose in mind and he told us how to live. Um, he designed our bodies to work a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, he designed us in accord with his will for us. And when we go against that, harm happens. And the truth is, is our culture now tells us that you can, we should be able to do whatever we want with our bodies. Scripture says, without shame, right? No shame. Scripture says you cannot do whatever you want with your body. And also, um, when we're speaking of Christians, we're talking pe about people who have been bought with a price. Right. So now you must live this way. So I think it's interesting how if you talk about sexual ethics within a Christian context, what people always bring up is purity culture. Mm -hmm. Purity culture, purity culture, purity culture. I did not grow up. <laughs> with all of the baggage of the purity culture. Yeah. And people were like shocked by this mm -hmm. when I told them, like I let people know, like I don't, you have to tell me about it um, because I don't. I know all about this. <laughs> you grew up with it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> what can you tell me? I mean, you looking back, I'm sure there's a lot I, I could say, Uh huh. but um. I talked to so many people this week about this. I didn't yeah. think you'd be one of them. No, now I have, um, I think purity culture is sort of the equivalent of a doctrine. Okay. In a lot of churches. Okay. Um, and it is a thing. I, I, I guess let's, can we define what we mean by purity culture really quickly? Cause I don't want people to think that, mm -hmm. um, Yep. I'm against purity. Okay. Yes. So from what I have gathered and I read a lot and I listened to a lot and I talked to a lot of people, it was the evangelical abstinence movement that came in response to the very kind of free love thing that was happening in mm -hmm. the culture around it. So in the eighties and nineties, mostly, um, it was dominated by movements like true love waits. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people said it was about, control and there was a lot of fear involved um there was the teenage pregnancy rates were on the rise and so apparently this was how this movement was how the church is going to get young people to wait for marriage yeah. and there were like pledge cards and purity yes. rings mm -hmm. and conferences and none of which i was ever exposed to so i don't <laughs> um yeah. So is that a good kind of short definition? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. There was very, yeah, a lot of, it was all a lot of like similar imagery. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I'm sure Joshua Harris, I Kiss Dating Goodbye will come up in our conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but that was a big, that was on everybody's bookshelf. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't, see, and the funny thing is I don't, I know that he used this, uh, he used this in his book, but I didn't necessarily, I had just heard it mm -hmm. many, many times. But the idea that, um, like everyone who you're with, mm -hmm. you like give a part of yourself to them. And so yeah. by the time you find the person you want to marry, you don't want to be like all used up. Oh <laughs> um, my. <laughs> so okay. I like in, 
I guess you you attempt to look at the intentions yeah. of a movement like that, which is if you wanted to give people the benefit of the doubt, you could say um, like being pure is, inc- is incredibly faithful and obedient mm-hmm. and it's something that we're supposed to do. Right. So in- encouraging kids to do that um, is a good and On noble face, thing. Not a bad idea. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, I would have to say just from my experience with it, um, I, I don't think that the uh, intentions of it or a lot of the messages of it mm-hmm. were all that biblical. Okay. As much as you, I guess you could, like, I don't think I ever heard, like, I knew that that's, that sex before marriage was wrong, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I really thought about it as much as being disobedient to God, as much as I didn't want to be used up. <laughs> right. Um, and so there was a port, I, there was a part of it that was kind of, mm-hmm shame-based and i'm not saying that anyone that propagated these ideas yeah necessarily wanted to shame people and then i do to an extent i think um the op you know we talked about this earlier the opposite of shame is not no shame so if you feel shame over your sin you don't just seek to feel no shame you seek the one that takes away the shame the shame of sin right (laughs) um and i so i think that there's a i just at the at the very face value it seems Mm -hmm okay and good Mm -hmm. but i do think it lacked yeah well and here's what i will say it absolutely lacked discipleship okay because it taught you to not lose your virginity and that was it and that's about it okay um and not because it's disobedient like purity is way more than just that yeah yes (laughs) yeah it goes beyond it's not just i i'm a virgin it's it's beyond that it was a little it was very like dare ish oh it was like how do you like was mm-hmm. dare really all that effective in the end no in keeping kids from doing drugs when they got older <laughs> right no, no not really and it's because there was the like the equipment like the equipping wasn't there yeah um and then obviously like the the reasons of it yeah were just it was it's almost like a like a simplified it was a very simplified campaign mm-hmm. to keep people from having sex before they got married right um but it missed mm-hmm a lot right um that being said if you were hurt by Mm -hmm. purity culture or that movement like you don't get to hold that over the church's head forever um that's something that like we need we need to move on and and (laughs) like uh the scripture is clear Mm -hmm. and hopefully if you attend a good church Mm -hmm. it's it's clear um it's it's the bible's clear on what it has to say yeah about sexual ethics and right um so we can easily know like mm-hmm. so if someone gets it wrong we can easily know what is right right we don't we don't need to hold right. on to that well and i think you know so the josh harris's i kiss dating goodbye was apparently like the manual for the purity movement like everybody was reading yeah. it and that was like the big deal and like he did that documentary where it was like I kissed, I kissed, dating yeah. goodbye. Where he apologized, um, and you know, for being twenty-one, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, we both watched the documentary, and I just thought it was really, as an outsider looking in, a lot of things really confuse me. Not only did the does the movement confuse me, you know, I read the stories about like these pastors would like these youth pastors would make you like everybody spit in this cup and then pass it around, and then at the last like 
the last person to have it, they'd be like, do you want to drink that? And it's like, no, of course I don't want to drink that. That's disgusting. And like, that's the point is like, if you're just kissing a bunch of people, like who's going to want to kiss you? Obviously that is a like, really stupid, like <laughs> way right. to like scare kids. And like, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's a silly gimmick that is I think unhelpful. Right. Um, but also, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me like the purity, purity culture was really helpful for me. And um, I agreed with Josh Harris's book and all this. And then some people are like, it really damaged me. And just as an outsider looking in, like, I just want to say, like, if you're if you're guilty of wrong thinking, like you have to assume responsibility for that. Like, you can't just pin it all on Josh Harris yeah. all the time. Like, if you if you like read a book and then you freely chose to apply the principles of this book to your life, yeah. you don't get to blame the author of the book. Like you chose to read the book, you chose to internalize the message and that's like, that's on you. Now I would say if Josh Harris wrote a book that was like full of lies and deception, like he will have to answer for that. And I think he is going to have to have to answer if his, if his book is full of deception and it's just bad and it's just garbage, like he's going to have to answer for that. And I think his punishment would be harsher for writing a book full of deception than for those who were deceived by it. But that doesn't ultimately remove the fact that if you're a Christian and you read this book and we're just going to assume in the scenario that it's unbiblical and it's filled with all this wrong thinking and all that stuff, then you as a Christian really weren't heeding the warning to be a Berean and to test yeah. all things against scripture and to be wise as serpents and like your intellectual laziness cannot all be pinned on Josh Harris. Like, I, I think that's what bothers me. One of the things that really bothers me about the documentary and everyone being so happy that he apologized for it. It's like, you didn't need to wait for his apology. Like if you grew up and you realized right. that your thinking was wrong, then you can just turn from your wrong thinking yeah. and start thinking rightly. Like yeah. no one made you read his book. Yeah. Um, and no, I do know. I mean, I do know that a lot of people, a lot of people didn't read his book. I didn't read mm -hmm. the book. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe I read portions of it when sure. I was younger. Sure. Um, but um, obviously that culture, the book right. propagated this like right. environment right. in a lot of youth groups I and just stuff like that. I saw a lot of anger yeah. towards him specifically mm -hmm. that I wanted to just say like, you don't get to do that. Yeah. That's not to say that movements can't be harmful. I absolutely right. believe that ideas have consequences and the, the consequences can be severe and horrible. Feminism yeah. is horrible. The consequences are severe. I absolutely believe that. But if you're going to buy into feminist propaganda, I'm not going to blame feminism. I'm going to blame right. you right. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, there are people that, you know, I, I do have to say that like my views on this were largely shaped by some very incorrect thinking thinking yeah um and it unfortunately is kind of the stuff that sticks with you mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah and so you t like it's it's it these are the the issues so okay so i guess let me put it this way we have one camp that perhaps um misrepresented like the degradation of sexual sin like in an overly negative way that confused people into thinking 
Uh, well, in in I guess in too overly negative and in too general of a way, mm-hmm. like to where they weren't specific enough to actually outline what purity was. Like nobody would actually define right. what that was. It was, or maybe I guess you could say it was in too specific of a way because it was mm-hmm. just regarding don't do this one thing, right, and you'll be okay, right. You know, um, and then you have another side of the spectrum Mm -hmm. that says like none of this can ever degrade me ever (laughs) right (laughs) um Uh, not true (laughs) which is why we're including both of these things in this conversation right because right you a lot of people have said a lot of things right but when you get down to it um obviously this is a current theme here on Sheologians. Always, forever. we're really just about what the Bible what does God has say, to about, say about it. Well, and I think what you're what you're highlighting, Josh brought up and then got wrong in the documentary because uh-huh. he's he's saying he's making the point that in within purity culture, it was all about like if you lose your virginity, you've like lost this badge of honor. Yeah, and that's and he's like, and we shouldn't we shouldn't tell people that because it's like, would you say the same thing to someone who told a lie? Like, no, someone tells a lie and then they confess and they repent and you're back to ground zero. And so, okay, there is an element of truth to what he's saying. Losing your virginity is not the unforgivable sin. It doesn't mark you forever. It doesn't remove you from God's kingdom. But and if you're ha- saved, you're not like a chewed up, used up. Right. <laughs> So all the things, so some of those things that purity culture was saying, okay, I get it. Like if they're saying, if, if they were saying to you, well, you've lost your virginity. Now you're destined for a life of hopelessness and loneliness and, and you cannot be redeemed. Obviously that is not biblical. Right. However, um, it's engaging in sexual sin is not the same as lying. Let's, let's try this with a different one. If I went outside and I murdered someone, Mm -hmm. which is something that has lasting consequences and effect, and then I came inside and I told you that I put um, my my yerba in the freezer when I really put it in the fridge, are these the same sins? Do they have the same consequences? Like, no, there absolutely is a much more serious consequence Right. To sexual sin than there is to some other sins. Like the, the idea if some, if you ever see someone looking in a camera and trying to convince you that all sins are the same and it doesn't really matter. I want you to know they've jumped the shark. They've gone liberal. They're yeah. not telling you something biblical. Right. They're not telling you the truth. Um, it's not the same. No, you haven't lost. I'm not going to say your value and your worth is tied up in your virginity because that's not true. And that's not biblical. But you absolutely have it. You can't restore this mm-hmm. like it's gone. And that's true. And if that offends you, I really don't know what to tell you. It's just the truth. And also your your righteousness are they're they're filthy rags <laughs> also right. like your your righteousness so that's you right. like your purity <laughs> right da, it's not even something you do right um it's something that right none of us done. are born pure right we're born in sin we're born wretched that's right. just the truth yeah and so this is a little bit more it's like i you know i'm not saying you couldn't use the words you can't it's not that you can't use the word degraded but it just might be like kind of an oversimplification, I guess. It's just more like it's a little bit more. It's 
it's sin so it doesn't have no effect on you right sin always has an effect on you yes and (laughs) we are bodies made of matter for any of you guys that still haven't for some reason read nancy pearson's love Love thy body pearson pierces love thy body and matter matters yeah this this is all (laughs) stuff that we found in there as well yep Mm -hmm. we still absolutely recommend that yep if we don't recommend it in an episode, just pretend we did. Yeah, pretend that we, <laughs> so we pretend do. that we told you to we read it again. We always do. We've been doing that for a long time now. But so, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that people hear the word degradation and they get all fired up. And offended. Um, but and, yeah, I think it would be more honest to explain. It would have been more honest for a purity gang who goes around to different <laughs> churches. Purity gang. <laughs> to like explain what sin is and what purity is. And mm-hmm. how we are saved from our sin, mm-hmm. um, and it's how we're made new righteousness, right? Yeah, <laughs> and um, and so I think there's just a lot of, I think there's a lot of confusion. Yeah, obviously we look at the world and we go, there is so much confusion there. Right. We have people who are the same gender yeah. having, uh, you know, right. relations with one another. Right. That's totally off the mark. Right. Um, but you know, you also. It's important that you consider your what you have been taught mm-hmm. and what you believe about mm-hmm. the issue of purity mm-hmm. um, because it does lead. Well, and I think we end up imbibing more of what the world thinks about it than we mean to when we, oh, want, yeah. when we want to reject the, the, the purity culture, you know, and which I get, I mean, one thing I'm confused about is it seems in some responses that there is more of a, a, an animus, a dislike, a distaste for purity culture than for abortion or for some of the more horrible things we see happening in the world. Um, it seems like Christians are so angry about purity culture when, um, yes, there were absolutely some people in there who seem to, lose the gospel entirety entirely. But what I'm hearing is that mostly it was Christians who really did love the Lord, who wanted to help kids and, and did it in some really confused, unhelpful ways. Um, and so they're actually, they're on our team, not all of them, but some of them seem to have been on our team. So I think we should go a little, I should go a little easier and, um, you know, okay. Our team fumbled the ball. They, they got, they got somewhere, but they fumbled the ball along the way. Um, but what we're living in now is a culture that is so, so committed to their own autonomy, to throwing out God as their father, to being creatures of their own design, that they're living out the idea that my say is what makes everything moral or good. So if whatever yeah. I want to do, it's moral because I am the boss and I can do whatever I want to do. So well, in we, our response as Christians to purity culture should not be like that. Right. Your response again should not be, I hate purity culture because it left me with shame. Mm-hmm. It, it you, like you need to seek truth on the right. topic. You can't, right. If you dislike the way that purity culture went down, it needs to be for biblical reasons for mm-hmm. the, for its lack of gospel message mm-hmm. for its, um, 
for over specifying that purity just means you stay a virgin until you're married. <laughs> right. There are problems you can have with purity culture. Yeah. But what you tend to see a lot is that people, the big problem that people have with it is mm -hmm. shame, which is what the world has. That's the same problem that the world has mm -hmm. with biblical sexuality. Right. So you don't want to be like right. the world. You don't want to like, right. You just don't go there. Right. <laughs> Right. Christians, we don't need to cover up shame. Um, if we have a righteous reason to feel shame, then we need to feel it, repent of whatever it is, take it to God. If someone is heaping shame on us that is um, unrighteous, then we don't have to carry it. Right. Um, and then we can't just, I think purity culture was a pendulum swing in a direction that we were trying to get away from. And a lot of what I see in Christian discourse right now around these issues is a pendulum swing back to the world that they aren't even realizing is happening. Um, when we talk about consent, we're, we live in the consent culture. And just so you guys know, consent culture is hookup culture. And what we see around us um, are people who are seriously harming themselves and their lives and their bodies because of the idea that um, our bodies are meaningless. They don't mean anything. They don't mean anything about, they don't tell us who we are. They don't tell us about ourselves. They don't tell us about our God. They are whatever we want them to be. We can do whatever we want with them. And for the Christian, we know this just isn't true. Like we are not autonomous beings. We cannot do whatever we want with our bodies. We cannot. And we should just know that by virtue of the fact that we're all born as a man or as a woman, I'm sorry, a girl or a boy, a male or a female, um, and our bodies work in a certain way. And it matters because if you believe that God made you, then he made you for a purpose. He designed you a specific way for a specific reason. And when you go against that, you're going to harm yourself. And the world is so committed to going against this that now, um, you know, I just, I shared it the other day on Twitter, Teen Vogue is, and the feminists have been doing this for a long time. And, and Joy and I have been trying to make a big deal out of this because it is a big deal. They want to remove the shame from prostitution. They want to remove the shame from all kinds of sexually immoral behaviors to the point that now you can't even use the word prostitute. Now they call it sex work. And so the idea that women can sell their bodies for money is actually in our culture and now to our teenagers being sold as an issue of women's empowerment. Right. Um, why is this happening? This is happening because they absolutely have to reject God as father, God as creator, God as the one who said, this is your body and here is how you will use it. Here is how you will not use it. It is a, it is a spitting in God's face and saying, no, I will do whatever I want to do with my body. And that is how I become powerful by, by, by taking that place and by doing what I want to do. And the culture wants you to do that. They want you to do that with your body. They want you to, they want you to throw shame on anybody who might put shame on sex work and just right. so you know prostitution is worthy of shame and you're not allowed to say that anymore right um you can't suggest that it's immoral you cannot suggest that it's immoral because the only morality that exists in our culture is my say what i say what i want to do is what makes everything moral or good 
I want to do it. My truth, me, me, me. I say this is good. I say I want to do it. Who are you, oh man, to speak back to me? Yeah. Um, and so essentially I think anytime you... What's happening with what we do with our bodies and what's happening with sexual ethics in the culture is absolutely always going to be a reflection of what the culture believes about God. Absolutely and always. Um, and none of this should be surprising to us. We have been killing the the offspring of our sexual perversion for decades in this country. So the fact that sex work is now being sold to teenagers as a good thing should not be surprising. All of this is absolutely related. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dark place out there. Um, Super dark. I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to say about this. Um, I feel like, in a way, we covered it, but also... Well, there's a lot. There's always a lot to say. And we, we, this is something that, this is a topic that will continue Mm -hmm. to cover because it's so, it's so, I mean, your body in terms of the feminist worldview is but a tool to achieve self-actualization, to achieve liberty. Um, And it's weird for, because for as, as much as you degrade yourself along the way, Mm-hmm. It's all done for, in like, the in the of name of, of empowerment, yeah, and freedom. Um, but it's really slavery, right? But also, <laughs> if you reject that there is a god, then your material, your material body is nothing. And so, like, what is the point of actualizing it? Right. What is the point of liberating it? Right. Um, we've because it's all you have. I don't know. I mean, I just think it is what it's what people do. Yeah. Like it is a, our purpose. We mm-hmm. know that we're purposed here and we mm-hmm. know that we're given. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost as though it's, it's inherent that we, that our bodies are to be used mm-hmm. in a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's not denied. Right. Like we do it. The issue is we get to use them however we want. Right. Um, it's, it is, legitimately written in right to us right that we are to do things with our bodies yeah and you know the thing the thing that i think we're sometimes christians are bad at explaining is it's not just don't do this don't don't have sex outside of marriage don't do these things don't treat your body this way but the fact is is that the biblical ethic around sexuality and around your body is actually a very holistic, positive view of you. It's right. not degradating in any way. Like, yeah. it, and it's it's not, it's not going to leave you with all this this harm. And that's true. I think purity culture tried to say, "Hey, if you don't do this, if you don't live in this way, you're going to do harm to yourself, yeah. and you're going to create baggage." And that's true. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not because of just a shameful factor but it's because when you're not living the way that god has told you to live you're not smarter than god like you are going to cause damage you are going to cause harm that's absolutely true but that's because we've been made we are creatures who were made by a creator who has a plan and a design and a will for how we are to you how we are to live 
Right. And we will always fare better when we are being obedient to God. Like, it's not just an issue of like, well, I don't want you to have baggage. It's true. I don't want you to have baggage. I want you to flourish. And it's the biblical sexual ethic that leads to flourishing. Right. Um, and so I think sometimes we miss that that positive note, that positive right. spin. Um, yes, avoid baggage. Absolutely. Like if you can avoid baggage and avoid avoid that, like I'm not saying that's good. Don't do that. But then also don't forget that God's plan for you with what how your how you use your body is for your good. That's not a promise. It's not the prosperity gospel. We live yeah. in a sinful world, and you know what? You might not ever get married. Or yeah. you well, might die that, young or all I these think, things might happen. I think that was another issue that people had with purity culture, which is that it created this emphasis. So you like you have to be able to have sex to really mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard to that. really like be right. Be a person. Yeah, there's like a to prosperity really be aspect like with fully it. Yeah. Enmeshed. Right. Um and Right. Which means you have to get married. Right. Which means that there was a generation of people that learned that I'm not whole actually. Yeah. Until I'm I not get married. Whole until I get married. Right. Um, but that's not the biblical ethic either. Right. Um, and so, yeah, there, there were mistakes. Yeah. That were made. Right. Purity culture fell short. Mm-hmm. The Bible does not. The that's world right. standard of uh, ethics in this way falls mm-hmm. short Absolutely. i mean yeah i don't even know if short is the one is the word i want to use <laughs> yeah it's a nice um, word for it but we get what you're saying yeah <laughs> um it's it's causing it has caused a path of destruction mm-hmm. um the size of a mass grave of millions of children yeah um that is how degrading it is yeah um so if you if you think that for some reason um we just have this view that it just just personally degrades you mm-hmm. um i no. think that is more of what a purity culture thing would say mm-hmm. it is degrading to the whole society yeah absolutely um it affects you, the society yep yeah there are physical real consequences mm-hmm. of doing whatever you want in a mm-hmm. sexual way mm-hmm. that affect um, culture that affect that affects others yeah yeah absolutely um and so it's not i like my and my my encouragement to purity is not because i'm a christian and i just love people to not have sex before they get <laughs> married my encouragement to purity should be um out of obedience yeah to the scripture right um, fear and, of fear of God. Yes, and so we need, <laughs> love for man. We need to be t- we need to be like tuned up in this area. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have kids. Everyone who's listening to this right now that has mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. um, your daughters mm-hmm. are gonna be impacted. They're gonna be discipled by mm-hmm. uh, someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a very right now, women and girls. Um, and boys mm-hmm. are being taught that um, r- rampant sexual degradation mm-hmm. is a good and cool thing. It's normal and fun. Yeah. 
Um, it's, and it's actually like a very old fashioned mm -hmm. social norm mm -hmm. that, that it only be between two people of opposite genders. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just something that, that we need to be, we sh if purity culture affected you, let's stop that now. And let's let this just be the last generation without a biblical sexual ethic. Right. Let's just, let's not let the world take right. this one and yeah. let's not let some misled uh, mega church projects <laughs> right. uh, get this one. <laughs> right. Uh, let's, let's take responsibility for mm -hmm. training up our children in the yeah. way they should go and for viewing ourselves rightly. And then speaking that, you know, to who we can. Um, again, just go read Love Thy Body. <laughs> and I think it'll help you. Um, we don't have, we're definitely not going to be giving out resources on this topic. Love Thy Body is our recommended resource. Yeah. Um, the Bible is also our recommended resource. And I just... Um, the, your local church. Yes. I'm, I'm going to say your, normally I would say your elders, but if you're a female and you go to your elders regarding mm -hmm. sin in this area, they mm -hmm. probably will... Divert give you, you yeah give you to someone um hopefully an older lady you. in yeah. the church yeah but you know that this is the kind of thing and if even if you're you know i would say the same thing if you have if you have the wrong view on anything mm -hmm. you should go to your elders yeah but you know if you're a young lady and you have the wrong view of what this is supposed to look like mm -hmm. um and and if you um i guess I, hopefully this doesn't come off as rude, but like if you're a young lady and you think um, that your purity is from you, um, stop that. <laughs> Check yourself um, and stop because that will degrade you as well. It's also improper thinking. So, <laughs> you know, so stop. Um, that's something I just, I don't know. I get, I totally get that. Like thinking that uh, you may have to click it on. <laughs> Summer's plugging in her computer. She just cannot stay seated for this this episode. It's all the yearbook. <laughs> um, right, but yeah, I guess that's what like there is, and that's not me saying that is not a message to people who have sinned in that way, giving you a free pass. Uh, I'm not purity culture. I'm not the world. I'm going to suggest that you go to the Bible or to your elders or whoever your elders defer you to. Right. Yep. So what I want to leave you guys with is just the encouragement that the way that scripture speaks about our bodies and our purpose and the way we were created, um, it was all done by a good and loving God who... Uh, has a plan for the way that he designed us and that truly any kind of broken sexual ethic or issue in um, the world can be answered by scripture, is answered by scripture, and is answered in a very loving and kind way. Like we were created by a gracious God. We live in a broken, sinful world. Um, but I would just say return to scripture and look to scripture. Don't let... Um, yeah, and purity culture is over. Like, <laughs> I mean, that whole weird movement, I think, um, is over. Don't don't hold on to that. If you have 
um, lasting issues with that, then it's, I think it's just time to let's move it on out and go back to scripture. Anyway, that's all I have for that. Um, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 and do I need to tell them anything else? I feel like we kind of covered all of it earlier. Yeah. We've been talking for a long time. I don't know. We can't stop. I hope you guys have an amazing week and we will see you next week. See ya.